Welcome to TBF, a Browns fans podcast. All right, good team win. Thought the uh, crowd was outstanding in their seats right at the kickoff, so I hope they're back in the Muni lot already, but nice job. And they, they help affect the game. They did a nice job. Kevin, on the Baker interception, do you want him to go in there and try to make a tackle like that? The, the quarterback's got to turn the ball back. Uh, that's your first rule. you got to turn the ball back inside. Um, he's not – he can tackle. I mean, he can get the guy on the ground. Um, so it's unfortunate. Uh, Baker's an extremely competitive person, as, as you all know. So don't want him to get hurt, uh, obviously. But then he, he was right back out there leading his team. What did you see after that? I don't think he had an incompletion once he came back. He was really sharp. Overall, Megan, how would you assess the way the offense played today? Mm, not real great. Um, we didn't we didn't start well. Uh, you know, we made the plays when we needed to later in the game, but turning the ball over twice again, um, just not good. You know, we're hurting ourselves. We need to learn from these mistakes. Obviously, you know, this week it's better to to, to learn from a from a win than a loss, um, but we just have to be better. We have to take care of the ball. We knew that that's what their defense is all about, um, and you know we gave two balls away. That's right. It's TBF, a Browns fans podcast, and hey, we won, baby, didn't we? Uh, we did. Yeah, and yeah, there's nothing wrong with winning in my book. Now, honest to goodness. If you're a Browns fan right now and you're watching this team based on expectation and based on performance, eh, you might be concerned. How about that? Sound right? With the defense. Uh, Maybe some with the offense, and I'll talk about that. Maybe specifically at that all-important quarterback position. And we'll talk about that because I think it's worth looking at, but... As we proceed, we're going to take a look at the league. We're going to take a look at the Browns. And then we're going to get you ready for next week's game. It's uh, That's right. TBF, a Browns fans podcast. That's a podcast by Browns fans for Browns fans. It's weekly, at least during the season. And we're going to get together and discuss the week's game and the reality that is being a Browns fan. Right? That's right. Yeah, baby. So let's get down and do that thing. Um, I think we should start by just looking at the scores this week, man. Game two scores. I mean, you know, we. I mean, week two scores. Started off with the Washington football team eking out a point win over the Giants. And that's it, basically. Week two started off with that. Uh, then. You get to Sunday, and the finals were interesting. 25-6 to six over the Jets the Patriots took. Um, and, you know, no surprise there, right? Right. I mean, no. You know, the Jets, it doesn't matter what they do, it feels like. They're just not getting, you know, the value. <laughs> How many? It's the, the, the Jets feel like they're in the place the Browns were, you know? Right. Broncos 23-13 over the Jaguars. How about this? The Bills needed to bounce back after week one, losing to the Steelers, right? 
Right. But boy, did they bounce back 35 to nothing over the Dolphins. The 49ers edged the Eagles 17 to 11. By the way, went to Philadelphia and did it. Uh, so, you know, second game of the Jason Hurts era. Uh, not as good as the first. Rams 27 24 over the Colts. Um, I'm kind of impressed that the Colts gave them as good of a uh, game as they did. Um, the Raiders, I love the Raiders. They beat the yeah. They beat Derek the Ravens real good. Wait, they beat the Ravens and they beat the Steelers. I don't really give a rip if they, you know, win another game until they play the Bengals. But please beat the Bengals too. <laughs> and the Bears uh, beat the Bengals. Speaking of the Bengals, and we're going to return the favor and beat the Bears. Right mm-hmm. there, you go. Uh, Browns ten point winners over the Texans, thirty one twenty one. Panthers beat the Saints, Cardinals the Vikings, Buccaneers annihilated the Falcons. Uh, uh, Titans, Titans in a three-point win over the Seahawks, man, because somebody can't kick a field goal. Uh, That's all I'll say. Cowboys beat the Chargers, and I'll be goddamned, I went to sleep just knowing that the Chiefs had beat the Ravens, you know? Yeah, same thing. And yeah, I, and then woke up. Actually, I got to work, and my boss was like, "Told me I was like, you're joking." Here, yeah, and quit, he was like, "No, nah, no quit, no quit fucking with me. Quit fucking with me." Yay! And by the way, and I'm looking at the crawl on the bottom of ESPN here, and I just saw. Guess who the Ravens play this week? Uh, they got to. They got to play the Lions. Oh, whoa! That's great. Yeah. Well, that's probably a win on their side. Let yeah. the Lions show up with something different than they've been. Speaking of the Lions, week two ended up with Green Bay bouncing back and beating the Lions thirty-five to seventeen. So I don't know. It doesn't. It don't look good <laughs> that the Ravens may get another loss instead of another win. Um, observations. Well, look. I think I agree with Baker. And by the way, I, I want to play that clip one more time because just listen to Baker's initial reaction on when the, when the reporter asked him this question. Overall, Baker, how would you assess the way the offense played today? Mm, not real great. Um, we didn't we didn't start well. I agree. I, I listen. Yes, they put their heads down and won the game when they had to. I don't disagree with that, but if it hadn't been for the crappy play, they wouldn't have had to. Okay. And they right. they stunk to join up in the first half. And the defense, listen, the defense ain't helping matters because we are not seeing production out of this defense in terms of pressures on the quarterback. Look, I think one of the things that worked in our favor in this game is that Tyrod Taylor pulled a hammy. Right. You know, with him still in the game, Dad, I'm I'm not telling you he was a 10-point difference, but I'm telling you he was working he was working out for them. And what were your observations of the game other than disappointment in the defense? I, I, I it, Well, I mean, mostly I was going to talk about my disappointment with the defense, but... <clears throat> Well, we can get to that. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to cover a couple of things that were uh, 
on on cleveland.com one guy okay first guy asks a asks a real good question where's the browns pass rush so i think this ties right in yeah Uh, one of the things i was going to talk about coaches sometimes say the nfl is a pass fail league if you win the game you pass if you lose you fail the score or margin of victory means little to nothing so the browns pass this test gaining their first victory of the season and by the way, I think this is this Terry Pluto rightness. So uh, my view is they played better in their 33-29 loss in Kansas City, but that was a loss period. And yes, this was a victory. And and I tend to agree. I actually saw a team that I liked their execution and their play better in their in their opening game, which they lost, and was somewhat concerned about what I saw, especially in the first half offensively. Uh, and whole game long defensively, definitely more concerned about the performance and considered that it could be problematic in the coming weeks. Now you look at Mayfield, he's 19 to 21 for 213 yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, the interception, listen, listen, Anthony Schwartz quit on that route. So you can't say how it would have went. Had the receiver not quit on the route. Yeah, it might have been a little bit ahead, but he might have been able to fight that out of an interception. Well, if he'd have just followed through on the route, he might have been able to break up the play. Right. Um, and 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 then therefore, um, you know, prevent the interception and then prevent Baker Mayfield from trying to turn the guy back inside and uh and separating his shoulder. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, other than that, Baker played. I mean, he played on point. I mean, yeah, two in two incompletions. I mean, he played. I mean, I I can't say anything bad about. It. He's only had nine incompletions for the whole for the season so far. Right, He's, right. But I, I'll give you a statistic. I'll give you a statistic on Baker Mayfield since the end of the regular season so this is two playoff games and now these two games last four baker mayfield appearances what has he done every game completed the pass completed passes he's um, high percentage thrown a pick uh, he's throwing a pick, pick. Gotcha. he's throwing a pick a game and i am not so sure that baker mayfield has the talent to get over a pick a game he's, He's gotten lucky. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Happy, 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 uh, Browns, man. Happy, happy, uh, yeah. found my okay. And my well, okay. Head. That's good. That's good. We're talking now. So join in the conversation with your ears right now. Um, again, Baker Mayfield. Did you get me, Jeff? I, I just am not convinced based on what I've seen. Forget what people say, what he's done, everything else. I'm talking about what I'm seeing on the field of play right now from Baker Mayfield. I'm not convinced he can support a pick a game. Now, again, Brett Favre was that dual-edged sword. The guy, he, he'll win you a championship, but he might throw a pick and lose it for you, too. That's okay? what I was about to bring up, Brett Favre. That's exactly They've been what I was about to bring up. But, but the question, but, but, but again, my doubt comes into this. Is is Baker Mayfield Brett Favre? Can he support? No. Can he support a pick a game? Because it looks like that's what he's going to throw. You want to? You want to know the <laughs> truth? What I think Baker Baker looks to me, I like a little bit, a little more wilder. 
but oddly enough seems a little bit more controlled too because his, if he keeps passing like this the com- i mean just purely the completion percentage you know what I oh mean? my god yeah but um but um oh the name just escaped me because i was sitting there talking um he just retired same oh drew Brees. Um, drew Brees. drew Brees. that's oh, yeah. what he reminds me of okay yeah that's so, honestly who he reminds me of so where did drew Brees get his hair from yeah right <laughs> <laughs> now look even with the two picks right he's completing his he's got one of the highest yards per attempt average in the league right now i think he's what third right He's mm-hmm. first in completion percentage, right? Mm-hmm. He's rocking just over a hundred rating, okay, which mm-hmm. isn't bad for having from the two picks. This it kind of puts him in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. And he ran right now. Right. He's touchdown. He's straight up thirteen, baby. Yeah, That's he's, where like he's right ranked. in the middle of the pack. And if you if you just think about it a second, now I'm not. I understand inter. Mistake interceptions happen. It happened to Tom Brady, too. Tom Brady's got a pick that he wouldn't have, okay, mm-hmm. on there, okay, because his receiver, okay? You could arguably make the case that one of those picks is the receiver, and one is, like, the dude grabbed his leg, he's trying to throw it out of bounds, fluke. Yeah, I, you know, you know what I mean? Both so, are probably not his fault, really, fully. Now, but but what I can say to that is you can't keep saying like if he gets a pick next game and it's like, well, damn, that didn't look like his fault. You got to stop. Like, I mean, excuse has to stop being it's not his fault because that means it's going to can keep happening that it's not his fault and he keeps getting. Well, I mean, I just think it's pretty <laughs> obvious if it's solely on Baker's shoulders. I think it's painfully obvious. The both those weren't, in my opinion. Well, I, well, I'm going to tell you this: when a quarterback throws a pick, a quarterback throws a pick. Guy sure. threw the ball. Guy threw the ball was the quarterback. Now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. An- Anthony Schwartz didn't didn't throw a pick. Okay, um, and 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 listen, it, 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 so what? He was trying to throw the ball out of bounds and got tackled. The question is, should you be trying to throw the ball out of bounds on the run? I mean, at some yeah. point, at some point. You don't want to take the sack, but at some point, taking the sack in the level, as you triage, it's still better than turning the ball over. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to the right thing to do at that point. Yeah. Right. I just want to add one more thing to finish out what I was saying, though. Okay. You take, if considering those two interceptions, if you take them away, this is just. So to put things in pers- perspective, okay, you take those away. I'm not a master at this rating thing, but I'm pretty sure he'd have he'd have somewhere around a 120 rating if you took those interceptions away, okay, mm-hmm. which puts him in the top ten, okay. So all of a sudden, like you, you, the mistake <clears throat> interceptions, you take him away, even though he only has one touchdown, because he's being so good at all these all, every damn thing else, just about, okay. <laughs> He's he's a he might be in the top five, okay? Because you got a guy already who's who. I mean, you got guys with three only three touchdowns, no interceptions, nowhere cl- close to the stats he has everywhere else in the right outside in in the top five right now. And that's yeah. Tyrod Taylor. You give you take the interceptions away from Mayfield. I'm pretty sure his ratings up around there are higher, and he's probably sitting right below Matthew Stafford. Okay, and he's good top point. five. 
Hey, he, he makes a good point about the interception, but he did win this game. The Browns won this game by putting their head down and running like they should have been in the first half. Okay. Okay. No. Now, the Browns clearly the Browns clearly have an offensive strength, and that offensive strength is their running game. Yeah. I'm looking at a second game in a row where Nick <laughs> Chubb didn't even come close to 20 carries. Let me not run e- off some stats of Nick Chubb here, okay? Not okay. even close. Let me let me run off some Nick Chubb stuff here, okay? Only 26 rushing attempts this so far this season, right? Right. That is like for in the company of yards and touchdowns right now, it's not even close. He's the best running back, okay? Now, you consider that 26 something carries, right? He's got 178 yards, okay? three touchdowns two of those carries have been over 20 okay he has no over 40s yet his only as long as only 26 but he he has rushed for nine first downs the lead is 13 the other guys that i see around that have nine yeah. first down rushes have like 36 carries what if they 33 uh, carries i got one nine carries. i got one rhetorical question in response to all that and what if they'd have put their head down and run like they should have in the first half? What would those numbers be now? Exactly. I mean, I don't know why they're not running him more. Well, I will say I was going to make one more comment, though, okay? I'm not entirely mad that they're not doing it yet, okay? If they're going to win this way right now, it's fine because it, it, a more a fresher Nick Chubb come mid-season and they they need to run it more and they actually do it i'm fine with that okay but in games like obviously in games where like because we i said this we talked about this last week you know you're gonna have the game where it's like you need nick chubb and the other team can't stop the run and it's like run the ball you know what i mean that was almost this game except baker pretty much got what he wanted passing as well they just weren't playing good defense. We didn't play good defense either, so that's a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they just didn't play good defense. This gets midseason, and you have a fresh Nick Young who's basically carried the ball half of his peers but still has all the yardage, and you can, like, let Nick Chubb go. I'm not complaining with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining with that. If we get midseason and it's still like this and it's like we get a game and it's like well, let Nick Chubb go, I'm now. Good. One of the arguments that people will give you on the Browns running game is that if you look at Nick Chubb, and he was handed the ball 11 times this game, 15 times last game, and you're saying, look, it's your bell cow. You should be giving him the ball more. But wait, between the two of them, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb carried for 24 carries. Okay. And combined for 146 yards. Right. As a team, as as a team of running backs, they combined for six point one yard average per carry. So, yeah. is the coach dealing with this two headed monster of Chubb and Hunt as a single entity? It's it's our rushing situation is really crazy. You know why? Because I honestly think if Nick Chubb was on another team, they'd have featured him as pretty much the single back already. And he'd be hands he's be he'd be hands down the best back in the league right now. But Man, you got but you got this guy I'm about to play you now. I want you guys to listen to this because here check out this clip with Kareem Hunt. 
Thanks, Rob. Hey, Kareem. Um, we don't know how long Jarvis is going to be out, but what what do you guys lose when he's not out there for you? Uh, we just we lose a big time leader, you know, uh, a mentality, you know, a playmaker, and you know, uh, I, I, I can't wait for him to get healthy and you know get back out there. All those qualities that you just mentioned about him. How much does that rub off on all you guys when you see the way, like you said, how he leads his work ethic, everything that he does and means for you? I mean, <clears throat> we just going to have to, uh, you know, keep him with us. You know, hopefully he's going to be back soon and uh, just go out there and, you know, play for him and uh, be able to, you know, continue to, you know, keep winning. Thanks, man. That's a team playing dude, man. And yeah, he is. No, and I agree. They were running him instead yeah. of Chubb, though. What? Well, the 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 thing is simply this. One thing, I if I've picked out a pattern at all, okay, is that Kareem Hunt is going to come in in the red zone for sure. Okay. Right. Okay. And. He's going to come in. He's they're going to feature him in the third quarter, but uh, dude, Chubb is your fourth fourth quarter guy. Have you noticed that? Oh yeah. I mean, the yeah. other thing I'll add to that is like, if if minus Nick Chubb, I feel confident we still have a good running game with Kareem Hunt. That's the whole dynamic and the reason why we keep running because they're both good backs. <clears throat> My point to the Nick Chubb single back thing is just. I think Nick Chubb is that good that he might he probably is the best running back in the league. Okay. I think as so. a single featured back. Now well, while what I was gonna add to that is this is that <clears throat> this may preserve the Browns are gonna be an interesting experiment, right? For the league, really. If you wow. look how many years in the future and you got Nick Chubb and he possibly in his prime here, you know what I mean, his Top oh, running days. He might and, be the best running back in the league, right? How mm -hmm. much is this going to preserve that by splitting well, with another guy? Uh, I, right? I totally understand you, but it's going to be a matter. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a matter of opinion with Nick Chubb every year whether he's the best back in the league because he's not going to, if they're going to preserve him in this way, put up the kind of stats that are going to make him statistically the best back in the league. Right, right. Okay. Hey, Paul, if I get you correct, what you were saying is they'll probably use Nick and Kareem in the first and second quarter. Third quarter's featuring Kareem, and then the fourth quarter is Chubb, right? No. It seems to be very scattershot in the first half of the football game. You, you never know who the fucking running back is in. Okay? But yeah, in the had Janovich, but that's right. In the third quarter... They seem to predominantly go to Kareem Hunt, and in the fourth <laughs> quarter, they predominantly go to Nick Chubb. Right, because, I mean, top running back right now is obviously Derrick Henry, okay? 240 yards on mm -hmm. 52 carries, okay? Mm -hmm. That's more than double, okay? Well, that is double. That's exactly. well. Right, exactly. but, yeah, but the rushing. exactly double. I'm just yeah. saying this. The rushing title goes to the guy with the most yards. Yes. yes. There's no there's no yeah. award given to the guy with the most yards per carry. <laughs> That's, That's right. Famously Nick Chubb right now. <laughs>
famously. Well, it's Nick Chubb ever since he's been in the league. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I mean, and listen, before it was Nick Chubb, it was Kareem Hunt in his rookie season. Okay, there you go. And I mean, so the yards per carry, Masters both live in Cleveland. And that's why we're and, so efficient. And the other, the other stat you're going to see them both at the top of is yards after first contact. Right. And it's, abs- that that it's absolutely ridiculous. It, and it's absolutely, there's, <clears throat> there's absolutely, there's so much distance between them and the rest of the league in terms of that yards after first contact, that it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I would I would love to see that statistic. Yak. Do they call it yak? No. no. Yeah. Um, yards after, that's yards after a catch there. That's Yards oh, after first contact. Yards after first contact okay. is what it's called. God. Okay. After first contact. Wait, yafka. Yafka. Percentage of rushing yards after contact. Okay. Who leads NFL in yards after contact? Now, all time, Emmett Smith. Okay. Oh, really? Emmett Smith. Okay. That's not Sweet the up. person I was expecting there, but that, I that would makes not have sense. thought that. Most yards after contact by a running back. Okay. And by the way, Emmett Smith is. There's nobody even close. He has 18,400 yards after contact. Okay. The next closest guy is Walter Payton with 16,700. Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Now. Damn. Now, when we look at, uh, I'm going to look at current season yards after contact. Okay. I want to see where Nick Chubb's at this year. Okay. And then we're going to look at his career. Current season yards after first contact. NFL rushing stats. No, I don't. They don't need to know my precise location. <laughs> Nick Nick Chubb. Okay, so Nick Chubb is got twenty six attempts for one hundred seventy eight yards. Three. His rush location is. inside, okay, 42.9% outside, all right? He's only been stuffed three times, okay? Right. Is, uh, where is his ACC? After contact, 117 of 178 yards after contact, all right? Mm -hmm. That's that's up there. That's ninety. Uh, he averages eighty percent. He averages four point five yards after contact. Nice. Yeah, yeah, sweet. That's sweet. So so there you go. And by the way, guys, just so you know, Derrick Henry right now is leading Nick Chubb in that category with one hundred and seventy five yards after contact. <clears throat> But he's only averaging 3.4 yards after contact. Oh, well. Yep, yep. So the average is higher again. The carries aren't there. But his percentage, his percentage of carries where he's getting after contact yards is higher than Nick Chubb's. His is 72.9 right now, and Nick Chubb's sitting at 65.7. 
Now, interestingly enough, Kareem Hunt is not on the list for this year. Okay, now let's go ahead and look at last year's, okay? For 2020, Nick Chubb had 702 yards after contact with an average of 3.7 at 65.8% clip, okay? Derrick Henry annihilated that figure with 1,362 yards after contract after contact with an average of 3.6 yards a carry, 0.1 yard per carry below, and right there at 67.2 percent. Well, they and, fed them, and you the will find you will find it interesting that uh, Kareem Hunt is not in the top on that list at all. Okay. So there, there for 2020. Which is interesting. No. Think based on what you saw. No, but what that tells you, now what that tells you, okay, because I I just want to tell you that there are a slew of running backs getting yards after first contact consistently. Okay. Okay. That's all I can tell you. It, it, it just still, is. Do you still feel, though, even with all that said, and again, statistics mean a lot, we still have the best one-two punch? I, see, no, I'm going to tell you something. As a Cleveland fan, at least my approach this year is going to be to sit back and watch this. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what we got the best of or not. I, you know, Anybody that's evaluating the Cleveland roster and saying they have the best running attack is saying that based on what they've seen them do in the past and so and therefore what they look like on paper with two games played anybody who's claiming to have the best anything is blowing smoke up your ass okay this this is true okay <laughs> except for except for maybe the Chiefs saying we got the best quarterback okay I'm gonna go with this Whatever. Right well well I'm gonna go with this right now Right now, we have a crazy efficient offense. They're, they're mm-hmm. being very efficient outside of the mistakes. We have a couple interceptions and a, fun, a rushing fumble that have kind of, you know what I mean, blemished the fact that, like, you look at our rushing efficiency. You look at the passing efficiency. Well, in the case the defense, of in the case of the Browns' mistakes, period, what, what they got you at now is a 500 record as opposed to being 2-0. and Right. This now, is true. Uh, people Jones, that nobody could have avoided that fumble. That that well, helmet was right there. Well, I the okay, but but it was it, it still was what it was. It's a turnover, and turnovers kill you. Okay, nobody tells you bad <laughs> luck ain't gonna happen to you. God knows if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you know all about bad luck. Okay, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> no, no, that's bullshit. Because see, if you're a Browns fan now. If you're a Browns fan now and you're traveling along with everybody telling you how good the fucking Browns are and you're not sitting up there looking over your shoulder like, okay, who's going to fuck this one up? You I ain't know, it's like you ain't been a Browns fan long. I can tell you that. It's like okay. knock on wood. Check these out. Moving, uh, moving a little bit more to the defense side, okay? Last week, right? Miles Garrett. Uh-huh. These are hits to the quarterback. Hits to the quarterback. I'm not talking about sacks. I'm just talking about hits to the quarterback. Okay, mm-hmm. three for Miles Garrett, 
Okay. Um, oh, these are not all. Uh, all I right. think I pulled up my wrong, wrong um, stat board here. Oh, that's all right. Uh, well, <laughs> just talking about Miles Garrett, because that's the only one I can talk about straight off and, and, and know I'm looking at the proper stat here. But he had three last week three hits to the quarterback okay whether they mm-hmm. were sacks or not mm-hmm. this past sunday he had zero well, yeah miles my miles garrett sorry to tell you guys but defensively in the game against the houston texans he was a non-factor <clears throat> i will tell you this though and i i no, agree no. with that i mean he just was non-factor he I mean, you can't measure the plays where they don't get to the quarterback and what pressure they make the quarterback. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And that's, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And they do. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying, he might not be getting to him, but he is getting close. No, well, now I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. If 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 you really believe that, then go to Pro Football Focus or anybody else that tracks that shit, and you track how many actual quarterback pressures he has, and the number is way lower than you think it is. Right, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is being doubled on every fucking play. He is. He is. Okay. Now, what I'll add to that <laughs> is this: there is a stat that covers that. It's called hurries. Okay, so there uh, is right. a stat that call, uh, covers that. <clears throat> now, Jadavian Clowney last week zero hits to the quarterback. Okay. Yeah. This past week, though, he got two. Now, this past week, we only had one sack, and that was uh, Delpit, right? Mm-hmm. He came <clears throat> in, got the sack, and uh, um, pretty much the last drive, right? That we got that sack. Yeah. Um, the pressure to the quarterback just wasn't. You can see. I, I will give Garrett this. Okay. Did you? Now, Jadavian Clowney got to the quarterback twice last week, so I'm not trying to harp on Jadavian Clowney too much because last week, at least in the in the in the absence of Garrett getting there, he did get pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay, he got there twice. He got his hands on him twice. Whether those were valuable times, he got his hands on him or not, I'm not really too sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fact that I can't remember clearly let kind of makes me think. Probably not. Actually, I can remember one of them. The other one, I can't. Um, I, I think there's but, a couple things. Go ahead. But this is this isn't quite what we were expecting to see. Okay, no. that to still see Garrett getting Garrett has got triple teamed these first two games, not just doubled, tripled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is. He is getting. It's, uh, so I'm not trying well, to make so it like it's working so for Jadavion. It's working for Jadavion. Okay. <laughs> right. But it's right. not working for Miles right now. No, it's I, not. Right. It has not <clears throat> Javian has not been enough to make other teams say, Oh, we'll give Miles a one on one. Hell no. Okay? It's not happening. That's right. Just, that's I, what they're saying. <laughs> you know what, guys, though? I think that uh two things. Just you know, all that double and triple coverage, whatever. That certainly has an impact. And also, it's the second game, and you've got to talk about rhythm and a lot of young people on that defense. And then once they start... Where, where, wait, wait, wait. 
where are all these young people on this defense? Our defense is we got young people in the middle, no. young people. Our defense is our defense. Our defense is primarily populated by proven veterans. You got a Wusa Koromora and a cornerback. That's Excuse it. Excuse me. I, I I meant new people. New people. Okay. What? Okay. So, what new people? I'm just to two of them. I mean, Miles Garrett was talking about it in the interview just this, after the game Listen. with the Texans with all the new people. And what I'm thinking, what I'm saying is, this is the second game. You got to have more than two, three games to get develop a rhythm and get. No, wait a goddamn minute. The Browns had no. Wait a goddamn minute. The Browns had three preseason games in which they played none of these people. I understand. And okay, you go. That, you're proving my point. No, I'm proving. I'm proving that the Browns should have been playing these guys to get them some gel so that they. Okay. No, they should. Well, then quit making excuses for them. They're in the place they put themselves. Well, the players aren't the coaches. The coaches made those decisions. No, 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 no. Oh, then the players didn't go along with it. I mean, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield wanted to play and he did. Well, I mean, I I, I, don't know, I don't know the answer to that question, but I, I do. I do. I do. Why don't you know the answer to that question? If it those the players' idea not to play. Oh yeah, you think so? I think the player, so. the players' union is politicking to get rid of the preseason altogether. Why would you want to do that? Okay, why would you want to because get in? Why would you want to get injured? Why would you want to get injured playing a game that means nothing? So we have less of a product to put on the field and do better. Okay, but what I'm trying to tell you is, you tell you uh, first of all, you're making excuses and then placing blame where it's none. It was a conspiracy between the players and the coaches. They didn't play these guys because they didn't want to, and these guys didn't want to play. And now we are suffering because they're going to take this additional time during the regular season when games count to gel. Is it worth it? I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see how they come out the backside of the first four games and if they gel at all. When you put it that way, I don't think it's worth it. I mean, uh, I would have liked to have seen, just like you guys said, don't think I don't. I mean, when I when I, when I I make a comment like that, it doesn't mean I disagree with you, but I just, I'm just saying two games in without nothing in the pre... Boy, it's just... I think we're going to see some good things out of those two guys, though, even with the double team. But, uh, but no, I don't... By rights, statistically, given who these players are, sure, it's easy for you to say, we should see some good things out of these players. I've just seen them twice, and I'm waiting, okay? And right now, (laughs) right now, I'm waiting. Okay, I got people telling me that Miles Garrett could be defensive player of the year. I was not playing like this. He ain't going to be. I was going to say, man, like, but, you know, and and again, the double teaming, man, is this? I mean, I guess, dude, Okay, if you're going to be Miles Garrett and you can't take a double team, I guess you can't be Miles Garrett. Apparently. Okay, I mean, I'm just saying, look, Aaron Donald's taking double teams all day long. Okay. yeah. 
All right. Yeah. The cry me a fucking river, man. You're Miles Garrett. That's like LeBron James complaining about being double teamed. Come on, man. <laughs> You're what? not letting me be James. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Well, should we move on to the playbook, guys? One more thing before we do. Okay. Stat, I got it. Uh-huh. Jadavian Clowney won. Malik Jackson won. <clears throat> uh Takarist Mc Takaris McKinley. Takaris McKinley. There we go. One. That's it. That's all the Harrys. We only have three Harrys this year. What? What? Three Harrys. Harrys this this year. So you mean mean that we We only have three three at all? Because what a hurry is basically counted as, okay? A hit to the quarterback is when you get to the quarterback, actually touch him, okay? We. I already told you how many of those we got. Mm-hmm. Quarterback knockdowns, we have two for Jadavian Clowney, one for Malik Jackson, one for McKinley. So what you can take from that is one of those hurries for Jadavian is one of the hits to the quarterback. One of those hits to the quarterback was his actual sack? No, it didn't. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, Jadavian, we got three hurries. Uh and we have four quarterback knockdowns. So I'm assuming hurries aren't the same as quarterback knockdowns. They don't count as the same stat. So the hurries are before you get to the quarterback. Basically, that's like when you see the guy almost get there, mm-hmm. but the quarterback got it got it away. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hits to the quarterback as if the, he, they hit the quarterback, but he's getting it away as they're hitting him. Okay? There you go. So uh, we cool. have three hurries, four quarterback knockdowns. So. One of the things I don't know if you guys noticed, but J.O.K. might have played on Sunday, but he did not start as he did on the first Sunday of the week. Your will was uh, Sione Takitaki, and Mike Smith was the Mike. All right. Or Malcolm Smith. What's the M for in Smith? Is that Malcolm? I think it's Malcolm. I think it's Malcolm or Matt. Yeah. All right, so on Sunday, September the 19th, 2021, the Browns played to Houston, Texas at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. The weather was sunny. The grass was turf, and it was 75 degrees, 56% humidity. The wind north-northeast out of the – at seven miles an hour. Perfect day for football. Perfect, Perfect day, day for football. Start, starting uh, – Offense was uh, David Njoku at tight end. Jedrick Wills didn't play, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Yes, he did. He did. Wow. Yes, he did. Go ahead with your injured He's ankle. Tough guy. Go ahead with your injured ankle ass. Okay. Um, uh, Joel Batonio, J.C. Treader, Teller, Conklin, Hooper, Landry, Mayfield, Janovich, and Chubb. Those were your starters. <laughs> substitutions, man, substitutions, man. Let's see. Did Awusa, yeah, Awusa Koromora did play. That's good. Um, Kareem Hunt, of course, he played. Uh, man, hey, I'll tell you who I was terribly impressed with. Um, I like him. It's the running back. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Felton. Dimitrik Felton. Yes. And he, I was going to bring him Ooh. up. I actually forgot to. He I was, was, oh my god, that was yeah. a great run, wasn't it? That's yeah. why I was yeah. saying our our running back situation is really interesting because relentless. Um, 
we have another running back because that move he made, that spin move, I was like, mm-hmm. God damn. So Demetric Felton, inter- interestingly enough, um, no, no, no running stats for him. Okay. No. Uh, in the running game, we had Chubb, Hunt, Mayfield, and Janovich who posted uh, running attempts. Janovich had two attempts for no yards. I say we don't give him the ball anymore. By the way, both times, both times that they handed the ball, I can't remember who it was doing the color on the game, but he was like, uh, that's why I don't like handing the ball off to fullbacks. <laughs> yeah. by, by the way, you know, having Baker Mayfield in the backfield is kind of like having another running back, almost like Jackson, wouldn't you think? No, no. <laughs> Are you joking? Ran for a first down and a touchdown, my man. Okay, come, come on, man. No, no, please stop. Just stop. Okay, I just stop. Okay. By the way, okay, I'm sorry, but. I hate it that the Ravens were the guys that did this, but obviously, Jeff, you didn't know at night, nor did I. I had to go back and watch it, but you did watch the play where they iced the game, right? Yeah. Jeff? I didn't actually see it. Okay. Oh, well, well, okay, Jeff, you gotta, you gotta watch this because it goes like this. It's fourth down and a yard. They either got to punt the ball and give it back to Pat Mahomes with like 30 seconds on the clock or they go for it. And I guess the, the folks up in the booth called down to Harbaugh and told him, look, statistically, it's it's like we should go for it. You don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes, right? And so you could see him mouth the words. He looks out there, he pu- pulls the headset to the side and he says, Lamar, Lamar, you want to go for it? Oh, wait, I did see yeah. that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, like, that. and Lamar says, Lamar allegedly, from what he says, says, hell yeah. And he says, okay, let's go. Okay. And then they go get the first down. I mean, you know, that's big boy football. That's all I could tell you. <laughs> that is big boy football. Yeah. God, by one point, they win that game. Boy, I wanted, I wanted them to lose so bad. Oh my God. Okay, let's go down through these stats because we don't want to make these things much longer than an hour, guys. I mean, we want to <laughs> keep it simple for us and easy on the producer and all that stuff. And I, you guys might not know the producer, but I know him and I love him and I want to take good care of him. Okay, want to keep okay. It easy on yeah. him. Yeah. So anyway, uh, passing two hundred thirteen yards on twenty one of nineteen. I mean, nineteen of twenty one for two thirteen. A touchdown and a pick, long of 33, a quarterback rating of 105. Now, on the other side of the ball, Tyrod Taylor put some good numbers up before Mills had to come in and sub for him. He was 11, he was 10 of 11 for 125 yards, a TD, no picks, with a quarterback rating of 144.3. Now, the, the rookie didn't fare so well. He was, he was eight of 18 for 102 yards. Threw for a touchdown, but he also threw a pick and uh, posted a quarterback rating of 58.1. And again, I say one of the best things happened to us is Tyrod pulled up with a bad hammy. Yeah. Um, who do you think had the longest reception of the day for the Browns? Uh, uh, what's his name? Schwartz. Nah, Demetric Felton, dude. 33 yards. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and Schwartz 
Schwartz, by the way, had no catches in the game. Oh, well, I was probably remember. I was probably remembering the Chiefs game. I was, yeah, obviously, because he was targeted one time and he did not catch that motherfucker. Because we know what pass that was, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the pick, baby. And that's the that's the one where he uh, messed up on his route, right? Yeah, that yeah. was that was the one time he was targeted. Now Donovan that's... Donovan Peoples Jones was targeted once and caught it for fourteen yards, but. As has been noted, a helmet hit that ball and it came out. But you got to make the catch before you can fumble it, right? <laughs> That's right. I was a man. I was. Yeah. I was surprised. I. I honestly didn't think it was a fumble at first, but the slow motion. Yeah. He made. Oh no! He steps. he took two steps. He took two steps. He was. He was. He had possession. Um. Now you got uh, best receiver of the day in terms of point production was clearly Demetric Felton. Also, with the long reception of the day, um, actual production you had uh, Austin Huber targeted five times, caught five times for forty yards, an average of eight, long of thirteen. Uh, that's you know, listen, when you have somebody like a, a Jarvis Landry go down, when you have things that aren't otherwise working out, it's a wonderful thing to have a pretty decent <clears throat> core. <clears throat> of tight ends that can make catches for you because here what you got between Bryant Hooper and Unjoku you've got 9 10 11 12 targets 12 of 21 passes were thrown to tight ends more than half of them were thrown to tight ends okay yes and that's controlled football because you know you well, not often some people some people would point to that mm-hmm. and well, you, this, this may or may not be an accurate statement, but you're going to hear a lot of people say this. That's safe football, baby. That's an outlet for a quarterback. This is Baker Mayfield is being coached, and plays are being called that allow him to not put the ball in harm's way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue with that, and, and and I never thought about it from that perspective, but yeah, that sounds On, about but right. What that statement implies is that without the proper coaching and play calling, Baker Mayfield would put the ball in harm's way. <clears throat> okay, well. now that, again, Baker Mayfield doesn't have a consistent enough track record to address these detractions okay listen lamar jackson before fucking sunday night is like you can be good as you want to boy you can't beat the fucking chiefs well well he proved that wrong yeah but he had a lousy fucking game i didn't think he was that i mean i mean he ran a lot he did that well he threw two pick sixes yeah, exactly. Okay, that's a lousy game for a quarterback, my guy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and as good as you could run, at some point, and this always happens, doesn't it come November, December, and the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Pe- people figure out how to stop that run, don't they? Oh, yeah. Right. right. Sooner or later, it's going to come down to that arm. 
and not later, those legs. Later on in the year, it's either you could play a team that basically can't stop the run or they know how to stop the run. It's like one of the two. It's like it's gonna. It's a game where you got to have your arm, or it's a game where you you're gonna see a feast on the ground, pretty much. So, well, that's pretty much gonna be later in the season. We'll we'll be there either be able to exploit our running, or and don't forget, Baker's gonna have to win the game. Don't forget when you look at the Brown schedule, right? Hold on, just a second. I want to pull this up. <laughs> How do you spell Cleveland? It's C L E V E L A N D, the land. You really thought I needed that help, huh? Even though <laughs> I said it, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. Who, who do we play next, by the way? Okay, well, we play the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. But here, here's the thing. Okay, the Browns, you know, we can look at the whole thing. You know, we, we've done it before. We'll do it again. Um, Bears, Vikings, Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions. And then it gets good. The Cardinals is pretty. (laughs) No, but then come November 28th, Ravens. Then you get a bye and you come off the bye and Ravens. Oh, well, that sucks. By the way, <laughs> speaking of the Cardinals, Murray's stats this year are almost identical to Mahomes. Society's thrown two more picks. Literally, they have almost the exact same quarterback rating. It's like they're like, yeah. Oh. Well, <clears throat> I, I'll be honest with you. If you're asking me, out, out of the teams in the NFL right now, the ones that are showing or flashing uh, – Success, which one, which ones are real and which are fool's gold? I think the, I think the Cardinals are fool's gold, guys. Fool's gold. Yeah. I hope you're right. I, I could I could see that at this point. I could see it. I now, still got to see him slip up good, though. But now, I he, can see that being. Chandler Jones is going to get his sacks, and Kyler, hmm. Murky is, Kyler Murray is going to get his yards. So in between there, you got to stop him. Right. Wow. And adding adding AJ Green to DeAndre Jordan doesn't hurt, does it? No. And I saw that, and that is um, he was good too. Yes. You know, considering surprise teams, the Raiders have kind of surprised me this year with their wins over the Ravens and uh, who who do they play? Uh, the other team, um, Steelers and Ravens. Steelers, yeah. Well, I guess the Steelers didn't really surprise me much, but the uh, Ravens did, though. Well, why? It was a home game, and you know, the Raiders are supposed to be good. They, I mean, nobody was predicting them to be good only because they haven't been. But it's not like they don't have the personnel to be good. Yeah. The only thing that survived surprised me a little bit about the Ravens was only that... They did keep up enough with Kansas City in the offensive category. Okay. I wasn't quite expecting that with Lamar Jackson playing not as quite as well of a passing game as he did. Yeah, he's got to get better with the passing. His uh, running really kept them in that game more than it was his actual passing. Absolutely. But 
Yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely an X factor for that team. I wonder what the Ra- uh, what the Ravens would be without him. I'm, I I just don't think they'd be as Not very good. good. Yeah. So you, what are you, you talking about without Lamar one. Jackson? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Without Lamar Jackson, the Ravens would be exactly what they were with Joe Flacco. Yeah. Look. Okay. The problem, the big thing here is, is that with that saying that, what Lamar Jackson gives you and that is underestimated a little bit around the league. And it's, I even, I was having a talk actually with somebody about this exact thing as I was Uh talking about Michael Vick, right? If you look at Michael Vick and even those Atlanta teams, a lot of wasted time there because they didn't quite get the kind of team around them that they needed to. Even that Super Bowl year, if you really yeah, think about sure. it, okay? Yeah, that was, that was. The kind of talent and freedom you have with, you had with Michael Vick because of the playmaking he could make do, they, mm. it was a crutch for Atlanta, okay? It was a crutch so that they didn't have to get as, as many pieces in there or feel the absolute dire need to, right? Is quickly okay. Mm-hmm. I think the the Ravens okay. It'd be interesting to see them these next two seasons, this season and the next one after, depending on how they do this season. What they're gonna do because they have the same dynamic. This dude can make all kinds of plays for them, right? But is that gonna be a crutch not to get elite talent in there? Around well, him, right? well, exactly. And and the, and the salary cap plays hell with these kind of decisions. But let's get right. back to the Browns here, right? Okay. Yeah, and, let's get back. Yeah, you are and uh, well, no. What we want to do is look at the, look at the numbers that count, guys. Okay, this is the tail of the tape. When you win a game, generally speaking, when you look at these numbers we're about to go through, you're going to see why you won this game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, The Browns had 22 total first downs, the Houston Texans 17. That's your first, that's your first dynamic right there. Okay. Now, generally speaking, out of these, like, I'm going to go through five things here. Uh, These five things, if you don't get the better of five, if you don't get three out of these five, you probably lost that game. So, Here's the first one we didn't get. We didn't win the battle of third down efficiency. We okay, were yeah. we were four of nine for forty four percent. Well, we allowed the opposition to be eight of fourteen or fifty seven percent on third down conversion. This, this might be what you're talking about. This so far because you've mentioned this two week last week and this week. Yeah. So that might be our one Achilles heel right now. I see in our offense. Well, there, there, there's, there's also that damn turnover battle. Yes, the turnover battle. We're two to one. We're two to one. We can fix that. Okay, but we, we still haven't. Okay, we've lost. We've played two games. We've played two games and lost the turnover battle in both games. Okay, all I'm saying, yeah, we can fix it, but we haven't yet. Okay, so now in two of the five areas, okay. We've we've we have not won that battle, but we did win time of possession, okay, mm-hmm. which is thirty five minutes and five seconds to twenty four fifty five, okay, and of course, the ultimate decider, we got more points, 
Okay. And we got more points because we had the ball longer and we got more first downs. Now, but we turned the ball over twice, which can wipe out any one of those categories. The more first downs or the more points. Right. Mm, and, right. and we didn't convert third downs on time and we allowed them to. Again, I'm just telling you, you lose the turnover battle and you lose the turnover battle coupled with, with any one of those other areas, you're talking about flirting with loss, okay? Right. You're the, right. Bra- you're the Browns have the kind of roster. The Browns have the kind of roster where flirting with loss is something that they shouldn't be doing. They can no, handle true. their business. The Browns game, and listen, I don't expect to see the Browns I was totally shocked when Kevin Stefanski not only handed the ball off on the first drive, first play of the first drive, but gave it to a fullback to boot. Okay, I was like, what? And it's like, yeah, you're just trying. They, they, you're just they, they fucking with me. Just, no, no, they don't. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. They gave him the ball twice, and he got zero yards. They need to never do that shit again. They didn't hire Janovich to run the ball. They hired Janovich to block. Okay? Plain and simple. If they'd have wanted somebody to run the ball or catch the ball, they'd have got a tight end to do it. Or 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 in a goal line situation is not bad. Mm, yes, right. it is. No, no, no. Janovich. You got a touchdown. You got two. When when did back. Janovich get a touchdown? In this last game, if I'm he not mistaken. No, first. did he get no, no. No. He got a touchdown. Okay. He, he's either, yeah. either in the Chiefs or... Yeah, the, I swear to God, I just read you the running stats, and it said point blank that Janovich ran the ball twice for zero yards. Okay. Must have been the okay. Game. All right. Okay. And I'm sorry, but if I give you the ball twice and you get zero yards, I know you didn't get a fucking touchdown. Okay. But, but, but I stand corrected, guys. Cause so so here's what Janovich did. He ran the ball and got a touchdown for two yards, and then he ran the ball again and lost two yards. So he got a total of zero yards <laughs> and a touchdown. Okay, That's, so I got this. How do you do that? <laughs> how do you, okay, so what the fuck ever. Okay, but if I'm look, if I'm Stefanski. I'm like, okay, great experiment. It's, it's okay. Got me a touchdown. I don't know. I'm still giving the ball to Chubb next time. I don't give a fuck. I, I it, it doesn't work for me. But but okay, I'm sorry. I'm still. I'm looking at these Russian stats again, and I'm talking about attempts here. Nick Chubb, eleven attempts. Kareem Hunt, thirteen. I'm sorry, man. I got a problem with Nick Chubb not getting the lion's share of the carries. No, I will agree with that. I'm not because if you're looking at a production standpoint, total carries 26. I agree for Chubb, 19 for Kareem Hunt, and this is Kareem Hunt. And this is not me ragging on Kareem Hunt and saying he's bad. He's good back. But yeah, 178 yards out of 26 carries to 43 out of the 19. <laughs> the production t- is light and years different. I'm <laughs> just trying to tell you, man. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I, yeah. I listen. 
And I understand every game is is its own entity, and you got to call the game you're in, not the game you want. I got that. I got that. And I think Kevin Stefanski, if nothing else, I have, I am in the process of establishing a trust level with this coach of ours. Okay, right. I, I I'm going to question every move until I really trust him. Now. And I will bring up the point that Kareem gets hard yards, which are important. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's a high he's a high stepping motherfucker, isn't he? Yeah, that wears a defense. Okay, so I I will make the point still that I still think we need to give it to Kareem because even that mid game, you having to deal with Kareem, you know, wears a defense. You know, Chubb does the same thing, but but Hunt does it different. I mean, there's. It's a, they both fight for those yards, man. When they're when they're in the mix, uh, it's just. But but boy, Hunt is like, wow, dude, really? Well, he is a lot more physical. Chubb is a has Chubb has <laughs> finesse to his physicality, so he gets hit when he needs to get hit. Okay, Kareem uh, is Kareem's coming right at the guy, taking the hit and bringing it to him, basically. So yeah. Their, their run styles are a little bit different. Well, yeah. Okay, guys. I, I want to do something real quick uh, before we get out of here. And it really doesn't have much to do with the Browns, except for the fact that, um, you know, who we're playing. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so so in, in, that, in that regard, it, it really does. Okay. Because um, well, Ohio State's a, quarterback is. Uh... No, no. It has not. not we're not. No, please. Oh, hold on just a second. I'm having a technical difficulty here. Mm-hmm. You're allowed those. Okay. All right. But anyway, at this Browns fan or TBF, because we're, we're going with the acronym now. At TBF, we've always said that if you're, if you're going to prepare and you're going to win, you got to do what? You got to. Oh, really? I, oh, you know. yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hold on. Hey, you, you know, here's what. Here's what. You got to. Know your enemy. Okay. That's right. That's right. You got to know your enemy. You got to know your enemy. Okay. So. Coach Nagy of the uh, Chicago Bears appears apparently to be one of these coaches that's just not going to play a rookie if he don't have to. And as it turns out, Andy Dalton still sucks, and he's probably going to have to. Now, I can't find anything that says, in fact, that Justin Fields will be starting, but we're pretty goddamn sure he's going to be playing even if he doesn't start. Okay. Right. Yeah. And, and well, who's going to start if they don't start him? Oh, well, whoever they want to. I mean, you got to ask yeah. Coach. You got to ask Coach Nagy about that. Okay. Because it sure ain't what's his name. Uh, Howdy Doody, whatever. Andy Dalton. You know why not? Why? Why wouldn't it be? He's yeah. injured. He hit his knee. His yeah. Knee. Oh well, in that case, it's going to be Justin Fields, dude. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Bears still event not. They're still evaluating Dalton's knee injury. Here, let me read this to you. 
Quarterback Andy Dalton's status is uncertain for this week's game in Cleveland after he exited Sunday's win over the Bengals with a knee injury he sustained on a 14-yard run in the second quarter. The 11th-year pro returned for one series but then exited and remained on the sideline the rest of the game. The Bears said Monday the veteran will remain their starting quarterback if he's healthy enough to play. So again, here's Matt Nagy. Here's Matt Nagy saying, yeah, I got Justin Fields. Wait, yeah, I got Justin Fields, but I got injured Andy Dalton, and if he can go, bad knee or not, I'm going to start him ahead of Justin Fields. I and, hope they start Dalton. I do. Why? I, why? Why? Eh, because I think we can handle him better than we might Come handle on, the athleticism dude. of Justin Fields. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If you're you worried, a hold on. If you are worried about the Browns handling the athleticism of a rookie quarterback, then you should give up now. They're going nowhere. Okay? Uh, And if you don't want them to start a rookie over a 12-year vet, then you have no faith at all in this team. Okay? (laughs) Okay. I I mean, Justin Fields is... I think he's a rookie. I think he's a rookie, and I think that you always want them to start the rookie if you can. Always. 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 A 12-year vet can find a way to beat you. Andy Dalton's beat the Browns before. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. This is is nothing new to him. He ain't scared of the Browns. Let's remember Justin Fields came in the game and promptly threw an interception. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Please play Justin Fields. Okay, all right. I'll go with that. I, I agree then. I mean, because I'm saying, they, see, the problem with Browns fans this year is very simple. It's easy in concept to see that you have a talented team that stacks up as one of the best in the AFC and should be able to compete. It's another thing to know what to expect a team that's outfit like that to do because you've never seen that shit before. Yeah, true. I mean, you're like, oh, man, I hope hope they play Dalton instead of Fields because, you know, like, because, see, listen to me. If you're worried about the Browns' ability to to corral an athletic quarterback, I'm, I'm not saying where I rate Justin Fields in terms of with Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, but if they can't handle Justin Fields, they certainly can't handle either of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not, that's, I'm not worried about that. I want to come on, man. Like run on me, Justin. We going to tackle your ass. Cause sooner or later we're going to tackle you to the point where you want to try to pass it. And we've already established that right now you might be a, uh, have a tendency to throw picks. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. I mean, first real game in the NFL, full mm-hmm. game if he does start. Yeah, that, yep. that's rough. That's rough. Now, we should win. now what, I want, what I really want to say to you, and you guys might remember this, um, but back in the time when we had Brian Hoyer, Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, good old Brian Hoyer. and uh, and Johnny Football and some of the other guys, uh, one the quarterback coach we had 
working with those guys was a guy named John Filippo. Yes, I remember oh. him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, he's the quarterback coach in Chicago working with Justin Fields now. He's going to want to show us his new talent. Yeah, he did a good job with Johnny Manziel. Let's see how he could do it. Well, wait, wait a goddamn minute. Wait a, wait a minute. I want you to know that Johnny Manziel's failure had nothing to do with coaching. No, he was uh, quite. I, matter of fact, I talked about. That's, that is I've, true. I've always said, I still to this day, <clears throat> for the small quarterback he was, have Johnny had a different head on his shoulder. Okay. He would have done something. He would still be in the league, and he might still be our quarterback. I'm not even joking. Well, yeah. and and here's the thing. I, I think that um, Johnny Manziel's failure is the bane of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay, because it's going to be, you know, listen, Baker can't help that he's only six foot, six foot one, depending on who you believe, right? Baker can't help that he's the guy he is, but he's the guy he is. And by the way, complete with the Heisman trophy in tow that Johnny Manziel was in terms of physicality and how he stacked up in terms of the prototypical quarterback. Yeah. And, and again, I was dead set against the drafting of Baker Mayfield because I had just been through the Johnny Manziel adventure and I had absolutely no interest in going through it again. And let me just say that early Baker Mayfield had me very worried because mm -hmm. he was a little bit too mouthy. He was a little bit more show and less, you know, yeah, delivery. Right. Trying to make okay. his mark in the NFL and just not, not knowing when to shut up. Yeah, and it's yeah. Now I I honestly think that that Baker has shown an extremely coachable demeanor and a uh, an ability to grow and learn from his mistakes. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. Having having said that, um, and given his own analysis of his own play, okay, um. I think he's on the right path, and I think he's got the right coaches to help him out. Yeah. Any predictions on the game coming up? Oh, we're going to stomp the Bears, baby. What you uh, talking about? Game, this is a game that we should – this should be the first game of the year that you see us – we should win by by 14 or more. This should be a two, two or no. more touchdown lead win. 35-7. I I don't think so. I don't think the Browns are going to do that. Now, if they score 28 in the first half, it'll end up 35. But I don't think that the Browns see see when the Listen. The Browns will jump out on people with a real fast lead. But how big that lead is is oftentimes determined. In other words, okay, so you get down to the 30-yard line. Uh, against the Chiefs, and it's fourth down and two yards, you go for it, okay? Right. Well, if it's the Bears, you probably kick that field goal, okay? You know? Right. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> you basically know, what I'm expecting, I'm expecting a, a two-touchdown lead win at least, and I'm expecting that through 
20 something points and us playing defense. They should not. This is I, if Fields ends up being the starter. I, I guess I'm also pointing that to like who starts. But if I'm assuming Fields starts this game, I am not expecting the Browns defense to give up a bunch of points. This, no. this should be they should they should destroy them. Now, uh, now I do think that if Fields is the starter, it's going to continue another trend, and that is holding Miles Garrett's sack and pressure stats down. Because he's going to be harder to get to than Dalton, plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if nothing else, Justin Fields is going to be able to run away from somebody long enough to throw it out. <clears throat> now, um, I did want to throw some more stats out there before we left. Uh, okay. Clear up the hurries thing. Knockdowns can be hurries. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. And I, we have el- pressure the quarterback stat. We actually have 11 pressures on the team for the season. Okay. So. Just still, I still feel like that number should be. That's still low. That's, yeah. I think that number is still low for a two games, I think. Yeah. But, but that's better. But I want to throw one more thing out there. Okay. Say um, our best cornerback this year. Do you want to guess? Stat wise, advanced stat wise, who you think that is? Um, uh, Troy. No. no, it is Newsom. Newsom is the That's best. What I, he has yeah. the lowest quarterback rating thrown to with passes being targeted to him, and he has and his uh, targets to him are not low. Okay, I think it's right. the second most on the team. Okay, well, he has been good. All yeah. right. Well, now, that is second is Denzel Ward, obviously. So we got oh, that's good. The corners are doing good now. Safeties. I'm not too keen on the quarterback stat with safeties because I know safeties are more like safeties are more prone to big plays being on their on their resume to regardless <laughs> just for the position. Yeah, so Joe just, Johnson is allowing the highest quarterback rating when targeted right now. But I mean, like I said, that's kind of. That's kind of jaded when you're a safety, I think, because. Well, not only that, not only that, uh, the targets and while the, and there's not many of them, um, one of them is a Pat Mahomes touchdown. Okay, but... right, right, and that's what I'm saying because if you're you're a safety, unless it's like a guy who straight up beat the corner, it's probably you over the middle of the field, right, and. That's kind of jaded a little bit, you know what I mean? But the other stat I will add is our corners. Ward is only allowing has only allowed uh seven after the carry, I think, mm-hmm. and and uh Newsom nine. Now what is uh catch. what's the quarterback the rate? Catch. What's the quarterback rating on uh say um Ward? Let me go back here and check here. I think it's 118 for Ward. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, so Ward's Ward's around 118 right now. That's a that's uh, and a, most a lot of the other guys are almost that exact same rating allowed. Well, that's the only that, one who's way down on that is Newsom. Newsom is way down. Well, on what that. that tells me, what that tells me is right now statistically, our secondary sucks. Right, because QBR, Q, listen. If you want the one stat that you can look at to judge 
your defensive backfield, specifically your cornerbacks, look at QBR. What yeah. QBR do they allow? I'll, I'll okay. make this more exact. Denzel Wards is actually lower than that 118. He's 106.1. That's still not good, but, you know. That's still not Greg good because he's three digits. Is set, Greg Newsom the second is 60.4 he's allowing. Um, now, see, see what I'm saying? That's the kind of number you want to see out of your cornerback. I'm right. uh, You know, Johnson the third, I like him, but he's – I see, I find him – playing the receiver and not looking for the ball. And that concerns me, man. He could have had several interceptions that he wasn't paying attention and to. And I'll clear this up. The, um, uh, I was wrong on that stat of, um, um, that was yeah, but Williams. Who's well, only allowing seven me, yards after the catch. Let me, <clears throat> let me, let me comment on this Joe Johnson thing real quick. Um, yeah. I don't want, Joe Johnson to change his game and try to become a ball hawk. He's a cover guy. Okay. Right. He's, he's, he's gotten where he is. He's an all pro because he plays the game he plays. And, and he is not a free safety. He's your strong safety and he is going to provide coverage. Okay. And going for the ball. Let me tell you, you get a ball hawk and what you got, <clears throat> are a lot of touchdowns if he's not right. good. Okay. Well, I'm saying that 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 one ball to Tyreek Hill for the touch 75 yard touchdown that Dude, should have been an exception. No, it shouldn't have been. First of all, yeah. no one. No, look at no. First of all, first of all, no one makes that throw. Okay. Yeah, throw was ridiculous. He was covering the receiver because that's what you're supposed to do. He threw that ball off of his back foot. And it was a horrible He, threw, like, he threw it off. But what I'm trying to tell you is, is no, mm-hmm. nobody in coverage on that receiver is going to make that play. Okay. That, yeah, Joe Johnson got burnt, but he got burnt by Patrick Mahomes, not that receiver. Okay. And he got burnt because nobody else can make that throw. Right. Now, to Joe Johnson's credit, okay, Denzel yeah. Ward, and this is also to bring more sight on Denzel Ward, is uh, he's been a targeted 11 times the most on the team, okay? Nine completions have been made against him, so that's an 81.8 completion percentage. Joe Johnson has been targeted the second most of eight times. There's been five completions, which is 62.5%. Third targeted is Greg Newsom the second. Six times, and he's only allowed three completions. That's fifty percent, and he's only allowed nine yards after the catch on those six, com- those three completions. Right, and, and clearly, true. clearly, Joe Johnson is allowed more than nine yards on at least more on at least yards. one play on at least one. Right, <laughs> because I saw that play, and it was like his is twenty nine <laughs> after the catch. I don't know if you okay. listened to the podcast last week, Hugh, but. Uh, me and Jeffrey were commenting on that, and it was like, "Yeah, Joe Johnson is like a terrible way to meet somebody." You know, <laughs> it's like, "Oh, well, Joe Johnson." I'm like, "Yeah, <clears throat> right." But but still, but still, the first meaningful play in which Joe Johnson's name and jersey are called as a Browns player to Browns fans in a meaningful game, and he gets burnt by Pat Mahomes. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I know, right? It's like could have started really. better. You could have started better, baby. But now on the offensive the- side, I wanted to bring up, and this is uh-huh. very jaded, okay? Because obviously, technically, our best receiver this year 
even rating wise, it's Landry. Okay, 118.7. Also hosting 118.7, uh, but not targeted nearly as much uh, is Rashard Higgins. Mm-hmm. Okay, Najoku is 103.1. Now our mm-hmm. best, okay, off mm-hmm. of only two targets, obviously, and this is from last week. Demetric Felton is 158.3. There you okay. go. That's my guy. <laughs> always, always knew that kid would be good. I said that's right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, because so, we're not going to keep going with this. we got to get the heck out of Dodge. We've yeah, got, we we're, we're at an hour and a half now, and I don't know if we're saying anything new. But we're not. I do want to point out that um, as a Browns fan right now, you now have the ability to go. In, this is what you always wanted, okay, to be competitive, okay? <clears throat> now, being competitive doesn't mean you're going to win. It does mean that you'll be in the game. Okay. Yeah. Which is a sight better than we've been a lot of times. I mean, I I remember watching the Browns and, you know, if we're still in the game halfway through the second quarter, I feel good. I know, right? Yeah, but it's it's slightly better now, and I, I'm looking forward to some good well, things. Well, I want I want I want to see the improvements now. I hear all the kind of people telling me about what we can fix, and and you know this is Coach Stefanski on. Okay, let's get her done, baby. Get her done. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Time to get it done. All right, time to get out of here, boys. So uh, we're gonna do that as we always do. Um, if I if I can actually get this right with music. Oh, listen to that shit there, man. That's good shit. Oh, what happened? Okay, come on down, baby. Oh, there you go. So anyway, man, TBF, a Browns fans podcast. Season one, episode two, in the can, right? All right. When we talk to you next, we'll be talking about the Cleveland Browns win over the Chicago Bears in Cleveland, Ohio. On Sunday. What's Sunday's date, man? I do not know. Sunday, the uh, 26th of September. Yes. Yeah, the set a day that will live in infamy if you're a Chicago yeah. Bears fan. Okay? Exactly. That's right. In the meantime, the in-between time. Until that time. What time's that time? Oh, that's going to be when we beat the Browns and we get together. I mean, we beat the Bears and we get together and talk <laughs> about it. I hope we, I hope we don't beat the Browns. No, I don't so too. <laughs> we're the only we're the only team that can beat us. Well, if we gotta play ourselves, we know it's gonna be a win. We're screwed. Right. We're screwed. Yeah, that yeah. that that's it. That's it. But uh you can email us. I'm Paul at thisbrownsfan.com. There's Jeff and then there's Hugh. Or you can hit us all up thisbrownsfan at thisbrownsfan.com and hey, if that don't work, you let me know. Okay. <laughs> Browns. Oh, wow. You know what? I forgot something really important, guys. Really, oh. really, really important. Okay, come on with it. Oh, no. I got to find it first, man. Oh. Well, at least you remembered you had to find it. I think. Man, how you like that music, man? Yeah, I like that. I can Daddy that. Jams, he's a bad motherfucker, man. That's all I'm telling you, man. Hey, you speak French well there, I just wanted to say. Oh, hey, I got something for you, Hugh. 
What? Hold on, hold on. You just wait. I got you, man. Don't worry, man. I, I got this. I got this. This is a, this is a done deal, man. But I've been saving some for you, Hugh. <laughs> I There's can't still some pig ass and sweet cream be. there if you want it. There you go. <laughs> still got some sweet cream and pig's ass if you want it. That's right. I'm trying to tell you, dude. So that's why. <laughs> well, but guys, no, really, seriously. You know, it is that time. All right. So this is Paul, Hugh, and Jeff for the TBF podcast saying, as we always do, we're out. This has been a Basement Tapes production. Yeah.